So uh, are you and Amy going to watch any RuPaul? So just between us squirrel friends, mm-hmm. I, I was going to finish watching, but she already done had hers's. And, and, and then I thought, oh no, she better don't. <laughs> so, so I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince. They can't all be winners, but they can all be catchphrases. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. I can't believe I got you to say that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To be completely honest, that was a little too easy, but, you know, I'll take it. (laughs) Oh, hey, I'll play along. Why not? Right. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) We just do what the Google Doc tells us to do. I don't know. It works. You wrote it in there. I read it. That's how it is. I'm I'm sure we'll have more follow-up from the cold open as we go throughout the show. We did, per Lisa's recommendation, watch season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. And... I watched episodes one through five or maybe six, I guess, uh, together with Amy. And then I refed a couple of basketball games earlier this week, and she binged the rest of it. Okay. Amy's feedback? Yep. Not bingeable. (laughs) You really, you need to pace yourself on these. I mean, okay. I'm I'm just, so she watched like, like 14 episodes. And then at the end of 14 episodes, that's kind of like ordering a pizza. The pizza gets delivered to the table. You eat the entire pizza and then say, excuse me, excuse me, waiter. This is awful. Can I get something else? <laughs> but actually, there was, there was way too much here. I, sh- I, <laughs> how, how come, how did you let me order this and eat it all? And yet, uh huh. Yeah, um, I, I can see that though. There's there's a there's a you know what there's a lot of shade. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of shade if you go just go back to back to back. <laughs> I got through the the snatch game episode. That may have also been the one where the library was open. That sounds about right. Yeah, they did a musical. I I they did a musical that I watched. They also did a music video. Incredibly entertaining. (laughs) There's not a lot like it on TV. Nope. And do you want to watch another one? Sure, I'll watch another one. (laughs) I want to see where this is going. Now I'm invested. And uh, thank you. You're welcome. You, you, you guys are right. But, you know, two or three episodes at a time is is plenty and then come back to the next day. And then, you know, I, I don't. Right. I don't. Yeah. You know, two 14, or three. 14 at a crack. Too many. 
two or three, and then maybe maybe something by Richard Attenborough. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe something. Just, a little palate cleanser. Yeah, just a just a little. And the tree frog then jumps from one leaf. Just just as a just to kind of <laughs> reset a little bit. Well, I'm safely up in this tree. <laughs> Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom there, for those that didn't get the reference. Uh, so did did Lisa have any uh, feedback or follow-up provided from the last from last week's couple couple deals? Um she's I don't think she's I don't think she's caught up to the uh to the extended remix that we released last week of episodes and bonus episodes. So um no, I don't I don't believe there was any I don't I don't, I don't have any feedback yet on uh episode 50 and bonus content festivities that we had. And uh, Amy just had RuPaul follow-up. She didn't have any feedback on the episodes because I was in it. Why do I need to listen? Oh, well, so what I would tell Amy uh, and anybody who, who is on a podcast, especially this one, just because you're on it doesn't mean you have any idea of how it's going to end up. Nor do you even know what's going to end up. So, um, and the weird thing is, is that's because I don't edit this, right? You edit it. And so you, you get to make the decisions you want to make. And so sometimes I'm like, hmm, oh yeah. Um, but as you've pointed out uh, in the last episode, sometimes when you listen to it, you're surprised by what's in it. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. <laughs> so, so it's new to everybody. <laughs> Did I leave that in? Did I not leave that? In? I I don't remember. Anyway, you know uh, the weirdest the weirdest thing happens, and and it's just this this tells this tells you how easy it 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 tells you how predictable I am, which is when I go back and I listen to the to every episode, and you're setting a story up. I have forgotten that you've told me the story. I then have a response in my head that I would say. And then I hear me give the exact same response, and I go, "Oh, that was pretty good. That's what I would have said." <laughs> oh, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I mean, it's consistent, right? You take the same set of inputs, and you get the same set of outputs." <laughs> now, occasionally there is the boy that did not go well. I don't know why I said that, um, but but more often than not, um, I come up with the same. I, I I literally come up with the same jokes from scratch every time. <laughs> So, okay, so what about what, any other feedback that we got? Um, let's see. Sarah Judson Brown. Toddler number eight, uh, negative 18. <laughs> yes. Uh, she would like to propose a spinoff podcast, which is talking to Lisa and Amy. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I said, so I would still end up doing 98% of the work because let's be honest. Neither one of them is going to do a lick of editing. And your suggestion is noted and, and I'll pass it along, but it, we all know that's not going to happen. I was more thinking though, the feedback was this, you know what? Love your guys' show. The only thing I would change is both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the whole show. Well, I mean, from a certain perspective, right? I like the format. I like the concept. We just like Amy and Lisa better than the two of you. <laughs> but and, you know what? I'll pass that along. We'll we'll see. <laughs> and and then she she also to save us the trouble. Oh dear! Yeah, 
Whatever you do, do not Google sexy Alf. You know, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know why I don't, boy, that, that takes fan fiction to a whole new, you know what? I, I'm just going to, can we just, I don't need to see that. Okay. And just as a general rule, <laughs> no one, no one, no one needs to see Alf's head on Fabio's body, even though we referred to it. We did last week's show. We did. And that's basically what she sent us. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, it's, it's Alf's head on, on Fabio's body with a side of Anthony Weiner, um, which is, which is, <laughs> Which is the problem. So anyway, you know, but that's, 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 that's a political, you know what? That's for the other podcast. (laughs) That's, that's totally political. So Sherry high also Googled sexy Alf. (laughs) (laughs) We have to be careful about what we do. (laughs) We really, we really do. We put these things out there and, um, she got a guy playing a saxophone. So, um, it went better than this, but, but still, um, not to not recommend. Uh, she also requested a nickname and since she is the youngest of at least the six of us, um, she's toddler baby. She did not get a number she, cause she asked for a nickname. So she's toddler baby, but once she gets her uh, doctorate that she's studying for now, she will then be Dr. Toddler. Well, to be fair, I thought it was going to be Dr. Toddler baby. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would be accurate on all three counts. So yeah, then there right. You go. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. just, just because you just get a doctor, doesn't mean you lose your entire identity. So <laughs> let's see one, one more, one more piece of feedback. So Lauren Campbell who we'll we'll talk about a little later in the show as well. Um, she was listening, heard her name, stopped the show, backed it up, and called her husband over so that he could listen to it, going, "That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm somebody." <laughs> so, so you know, the more the more callouts we have for our listeners, the better. <laughs> if you send feedback to feedback at talkingtotod.com or through a myriad of other ways, you too can have your um your voicemail played at, by calling 515 also CPA uh or sending us a f- piece of feedback through any of the other functions anyway. Uh did you get any feedback through also CPA or anything else? Um, no, no, no. I, I'm just assuming that everybody is, uh, I assumed everybody was taking the chance to go watch RuPaul and we haven't heard back from them. What I now realize is everybody missed the RuPaul stuff and focused on the sexy Alf piece. And we, we got, we got to be careful about that. Anyway, (laughs) I'm thinking if we put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, like we've talked about doing, we should probably also say, for God's sakes, don't Google anything that we talk about on this show. (laughs) not a good thing and don't do it at work definitely, <laughs> definitely don't do it at work well that that, that closes the book well not really because we can still get feedback as people listen that closes the book on episode 50 and on to episode 51 i i i i, I put well i put two on there one i kept secret from you because uh, because that's the new thing um 
It's how we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say, you, you either need to watch more or less RuPaul, because this level is kind of fun, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for the last several, well, not last week, but for the two weeks before that, you had some headlines for me? Yes. Yep. I found one for you this week. Oh boy. Yeah. So if you've got if you've got more for me, I've got one that I can shoot at you too. I've got I apparently the interns are still unsupervised at NBC Sports because they are turning out ridiculous content. So I got plenty. That's where that's where I got mine. Yeah, yeah, that's where they mostly come from. So, um here are here are these two so you can describe. Okay. Let's see. All right. So the top one are the uh, that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a huddle, um, which oh I know what this is um, I know oh yeah this one's pretty obvious um, so that's L A Rams hire new associate strength and conditioning coach you're you're not far off <laughs> uh huh okay okay and then the second one and the second one is that split screen with Mike Florio yes. And uh, that's uh, that's Travis Kelsey. If yes, I, it would be. yep, okay, um, okay. So, so that's the Chiefs' tight end, and they're in the AFC. Oh, uh, pitchers and catchers report for Major League Baseball. So, oh, so close. Yeah. Oh, that's so close. Here, uh, see here. <sighs> The first one, report. Patrick Mahomes likely to have off-season surgery on injured toe. So it it did it did have something to do with strength and conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, closer than I got on any of my guesses. <laughs> my thought is the picture is 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 of the Buccaneers in the huddle. And I'm now thinking that they're all standing over uh Patrick looking at his toe going, You're gonna you're gonna need to fix that. You're gonna need to <laughs> That's have surgery. Gonna need surgery. And then, uh, and then the one with Travis Kelsey, Orlando Brown Jr. wants to play left tackle, which may mean leaving Baltimore. Hmm. Which hasn't did did Travis Kelsey used to play in Baltimore? Um, uh, not not that I'm well. I mean, I think he's played a game. He's probably played a game there as a member of the Chiefs. So I mean, it's you know, there's there's problem. I mean, the NFL is a small thing. If 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 you assume that what they're doing is this is just an elaborate six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> You can make that work. Yeah, so th- those are those are the two that I got. Good work, NBC Sports. What do you got? All right, let's load these things up. Okay, we're going to start with we're going to start with some football, and then we're gonna then we're going to expand. This one is from February sixteenth. Oh, th- okay. So that's a picture of JJ Watt. Yep. Yep. And he's leaving the Titans. Well, that would be news. Or the, he's, <laughs> he's leaving the Texans. Excuse me. Yep. Um, it, it it could have something to do with the Titans. It could also have something to do with tennis. So I, I, I don't know. Report Steelers hire Grady Brown as secondary coach. Now, admittedly, as we've pointed out, you're not going to get anybody to read a story about the Steelers hiring a new secondary coach. 
But if you put a picture of, of uh, my first thought was, did J.J. Watt just leave the Texans to become the secondary coach for the Steelers? <laughs> that would seem like he's probably not going to get paid his $20 million a year to do that. All right, next one up. Wow, these people are awful. Yeah, but now, now we're going to get into some fun. Because with the NFL wrapping up, NBC Sports is having to do, they have to cover other stuff now. This is going to start getting, I'm going to, I'm going to send you this one. And this is a multi-parter. Oh, so soccer. Oh, Mark will be interested in this. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the foggiest idea who this guy is. That's okay. Neither does NBC sports. (laughs) Yeah. They don't, they don't know who the NFL players are. How are they going to have a possible idea of who who these soccer players are? Does, Oh, he plays for Chelsea. Yeah, right? I had had to zoom in on the little logo. I'm like, oh, hey, go comments. So I believe, I believe that's a picture of Christian Pulisic. U.S., U.S., uh, you know, U.S. men's national team and the, uh, the, the next great hope for American soccer. And he does play for Chelsea. So, of course, this is the headline that goes with it. New York Red Bulls sign youngest player in club history who turns 15 on Wednesday. Uh, Yeah. Now, it's not Christian's brother. And by the way, Chelsea's in the Premier League in England. New York Red Bulls are in Major League Soccer in the U.S. There is literally no connection. However, they kept going. This is the same page on my phone. Is the same picture... It's but the exact same picture. Yep. The picture is the same above as below on consecutive stories. Yes. And I have to guess that neither of the stories have anything to do with Chelsea. U.S. men's national team Barcelona defender Sergino Dest out injured. Well, in their defense, at least it's someone who at one point played for the men's national team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 getting there, but. I'm starting to get concerned, though, because that was uh, that was all on February 9th. On February 16th, this story ran. We've got the one picture of one soccer player for the month of February. That's what we're running. They literally paid for one, quote unquote, soccer player picture. Every soccer story we run, show the picture of Pulisic. Well, story number one was under soccer. Story number two was also under soccer. Story yes. number three is filed under sports. <laughs> just just sports. Which other people would argue soccer is not sports. <laughs> and that it's barely entertainment. <laughs> Nil-nil tie. Woo! <laughs> Transfer news. U.S. men's national team C.J. Dos Santos to Burnley. Okay, so now we're getting closer, right? So Burnley is in England. <laughs> And this is another U.S. men's national team player. So apparently, according to NBC Sports, anytime you mention soccer or U.S. men's national team, you just we've already bought the picture. You don't need to you don't need to buy any other pictures. Just run Pelosic and you're good. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Now, I do have I have a I have a bonus point for you. Okay. because I'm at this point over six, but you were over two. Yeah. Yeah. So. So here's the bonus point. You, you, we've, we've now seen plenty of pictures of Christian Pulisic in his, uh, in his Chelsea uh, strip, as they say. 
I'm going to ask you this question without you, without you looking this up. Can you tell me what number Pulisic is? Well, for Chelsea, he would look to be number three. Yes, he would, wouldn't he? At, at least from the picture that they ran five times, yes. Yes. Do you know his actual number? <laughs> is it not three? <laughs> no, it's not. Did they they put his head on somebody else's body? What in the hell did they do? Kevin? Nope. His, his numbers, he's number 10 on Chelsea. Where did this picture come from? Oh, that's 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 legit. Um, the Chelsea uh, Football Club are sponsored by a UK um, cell phone company whose name is the number three. So, <laughs> so everybody on the field for Chelsea wears a three on the front of their jersey. Everybody's wearing a three. <laughs> Okay, that may be the stupidest thing that I have ever heard. <laughs> we're gonna have to so, post. We're gonna have to post this picture though, and just so that everybody can see how ridiculous. Hey, Dwayne, what's this guy's number? I don't know. Three. Wrong. Oh my god, that was the easiest one out there. I'm. I am. I. I, I want to reopen the nominations for Idiot of the Week and nominate Chelsea for their uniforms. <laughs> Are you friggin' kidding me? Oh. You, you you referenced Red Bull and uh, as the sponsor of of one of the team, the New York Red Bulls, right? So yeah. this is a Red Bull ad, and then you can tell people why this is funny. Okay, all right. A lion! Ah, yes, the king of the jungle. Time for a Red Bull. Red Bull? Still, you'll never be faster than a lion. I don't have to be quicker than the lion. Just faster than you. Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> I think we deserve a writing credit. <laughs> we have been telling that joke for 40 years. We have. And now Red Bull's ripped us off. And we've ripped that off of somebody else. Oh, I don't have to be faster than the bear. <laughs> Someone came on. I went, ah, Todd. Somebody has finally recognized the genius of us repeating this joke over and over and over again. So, so that was the commercial that I watched. What, what else are you watching this week? Well, hold on, hold there? on. No, 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 oh, no. no we're not ready I, yet. I, I undersold the other topic because if I put on what it really is, you would have skipped it. But then I made it so boring that you also skipped it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and and it's timely, so I want to make sure that we get to it. So, do, uh, what what did I what did I would what did I call it for uh, for you to skip over? B- bullet number one. Yes. How to write a PR statement. Yes. Okay. That's the subtitle. The actual title, and you're going to love this, is America's Cup Update. But this is awesome. <laughs> Because, this, because then I would have just skipped home. Exactly. I would have had no shot. So I had I had to get you to at least come down start going down this road. But the but the great thing is this has nothing to do with the actual sporting portion of this. This actually has to do with what I think might be one of the greatest press releases I have ever seen released. Because you know, normally when people write press releases, they clean them up. So that you never say in a press release what you're thinking in your head, you clean it up and make it nicer, right? You take the rough edges off of it. Sure. 
apparently that doesn't apply if you're a Kiwi. <laughs> because this is astounding. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you a a, a a little bit of where we're at and a little bit of context, and then I'm gonna read some of this press release. So um New Zealand has been doing amazingly well with the coronavirus. As a matter of fact, for the last six months at least, they don't have they, they don't have social distancing, they don't have mask wearing, they don't they they're on an island and they, you know, when you come in, you have to you have to mandatory quarantine. So when they've been showing pictures from Auckland, literally there's massive crowds gathered, all hanging out together, drinking beer. It looks like what we're trying to get to. That's awesome. Except earlier this week, they, for the first time in months, started having some cases. And so they're going to react very, very quickly. Now, the problem with this is... Wait, you can do that? Apparently. Apparently it's a thing. I live in Iowa and we don't do that around here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, please. (laughs) But I I digress. Please proceed. The other podcast. Okay. So... um, so the the problem with the timing here is the product cup, which determines who gets to who's the one challenger that gets to challenge for the America's Cup. That started that started last weekend, and the two boats are Italy's Luna Rosa is facing against Great Britain's uh, Ineos Team UK, and Luna Rosa Rose Moon, hmm? Luna the Rosa Rose Moon, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't. Actually, it's it's like it's actually like Pirelli, Prada, Luna Rosa, Ferrari. I don't know. There's they they got a lot of sponsors. Anyway, the the Ferrelli Maserati Luna Rosa boat was running real good this weekend. I'd like to thank Mobile One, Chick Fil A, and Prada <laughs> for all their words words you will never hear come out of a NASCAR driver's mouth. I'd like to thank Prada. For believing in me and give me this sweet bag. Ah, <laughs> oh, looks like the Pro- looks like the Prada Mustangs on its hood. <laughs> it's getting passed by the Louis Vuitton, uh, uh, the the Louis Vuitton Camry. I don't think this. I don't think this sport is 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 back to is back to its roots the way it used to be. <laughs> Good for girl. <laughs> it's... So the the first team, the first team to seven wins gets to move on to the to the America's Cup. There's been four races. Luna Rosa has won all four. Okay. And then as soon as they so they're up four nothing. It's it's a it's not a best of seven. It's a first two seven. This is technically a best of thirteen. It is a best of thirteen. Yes. Yeah. So it's first to seven. And and they people said first, wonder. No people don't wonder. Never mind. Go go ahead. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what you know what they're thinking? You know why they do best of seven instead of best of 13? Content. Okay. <laughs> Given the fact that you have two boats that could tip over at any point, the more races you have, the more chances you have of a boat tipping over, right? So again, back to NASCAR. Exactly. Just watch, we're just watching for the. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but do they say boogity, boogity, boogity when they take off? They don't. They don't uh, because they'd be sued by Daryl Waltrip. And I hear you don't want to face him in court. <laughs> Fair. Sorry. Okay. So they okay. have won seven. So, so they're up four, nothing. Oh yes. Sorry. And there were some races then scheduled. And then all of a sudden Auckland says we're going on complete lockdown for 72 hours. 
shut it down, shut it all down for 72 hours. And they had to postpone two days. They had to postpone a day of racing. And then New Zealand is going to lower them from level three down to level two, down to level one. The race organizers want to delay the racing until all the fans can come back because they want, because they're actually fans out on the dock. And these, these boats are now racing in close to the, close to the coast. So people are actually coming out and seeing it and they want, because this is a really expensive thing to do. So they want people to go to the restaurants. They want people to go to the bars. They want that, right. And all of this stuff. So what they basically said was, how about we push off for one week until we get back down to level one. We'll just, we'll just hold off for a week so that all the fans can come back and then we will continue and we'll pick up the series right where it left off. The problem they had is that, um, this might sound weird, but this expensive yacht sailing, all of the rules would make a lawyer, uh, blush about how extensive the rules are around this stupid sport. It, it makes golf look like it makes the rules of golf look like the way that you and I play, which is, yeah, you're within six feet. Pick it up. Right. Like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. You know what? You hit a fairway that's inbounds. It's inbounds somewhere. Right. So, so the rules are really, really extensive. The way that works is there is a challenger of record. So it is the, the one team that challenged the holder to, to the race. And that happens to be, Luna Rosa, which means they get special rights. One of their rights is this, this round of all the sailing was supposed to be done by February 24th. If they delayed this by a week, they may not be done by the 24th. So the organizers said, well, why don't we just slide all the races down a couple of days? And if we go past the 24th, we go past the 24th, but we get to have fans. We get to do all of this. Luna Rosa, which is now ahead. You see where this is going, right? said stop the count stop the <laughs> literally count. said do what you want to do but our rights are on the 24th we can declare whoever's ahead on points to be the winner and we scrap all the rest of the races and that happens to be us right now now that would be really really bad for all of the tv broadcasters that have paid i don't know 10 15 bucks to broadcast these so so the broadcasters want as many races as possible the organizers want as many races as possible and luna rosa is basically saying we just want to win so we're you can't move these races you i don't care what the coronavirus problem is you have to keep this scheduled because we're not going to we're not going to give up our rights so that led to this. Remember, this is back, back to a PR statement. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. There are like three pins in the middle of that story. Yeah. And you're yep. complaining about me, but okay. Yeah. Well, now it's now it's time to land the plane. So the the organizers are the America's Cup event, ACE. Here we go. Since Sunday, we have worked really hard. This is the uh this is this is the chairperson, uh Tina Simmons. Chair. Quote, since Sunday, we have worked really hard on behalf of everyone in Auckland and all Kiwis to give the challenger of record the opportunity to demonstrate some honor and respect for this country and delay the product cup until we have a greater chance of everyone else being able to enjoy and benefit from being back to level one. Quote, 
Clearly, they have forgotten the words of their leader, Patrizio Bertelli, at the opening press conference, who spoke about how privileged everyone is to be in Auckland without significant COVID restrictions, and that therefore everyone has a commitment and a responsibility to deliver great sportsmanship, quote, this plea has fallen on deaf ears, and it's clear their focus is solely on Luna Rosa taking the product cup rather than the greater good of the country who have worked so hard in order to be in a position to stage this event. <laughs> how, how do you really feel? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Shade? <laughs> I don't even think that qualifies as, I mean... To give them an opportunity to demonstrate some honor and respect for this country. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh my goodness. Called out. So did 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 the Mooning Rose respond? Oh, well, um, well, actually, uh no, because the rest of the press release basically says, with uh with this in mind, uh, we have to go racing this uh this weekend. So here's what we're doing about it. Um, they have a couple of courses that won't be used because it would violate the government's restrictions on people gathering. There will be no public viewing opportunities. No more. Uh, they can't have gatherings. Basically, the race village is closed. Social distancing and face masks are required. Bars and restaurants and cafes around the race village can remain open, but still have to follow level two guidelines. So basically, basically, Luna Rosa said, and you're not being sporting and yeah, you know you're screwing us over, and and you're costing us a ton of money, and see you Saturday. We're ready to race anytime, any no no not anytime, any place. Actually, Saturday, um, and 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 let's go. Yeah. So, so earlier earlier uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about how the American boat capsized, and then all the other boats came and helped it, and. And helped rescue it, and everybody provided pumps and kept them from sinking. And then teams pitched in and helped them patch patch their hole and patch the hole in the hull and all of that stuff. And everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is such a great uh, this is oh my this is just this is sportsmanship, right?" Yes, yeah, that's over. Uh, we're we're in the finals now. So uh, this is this this isn't this isn't just some sailboat racing. This is the product cup finals, man. And uh, elbows come out when the product when the product cups online. <laughs> So if if the Mooners go down, you're saying nobody's coming to help. <laughs> I think at that point, the race organizers would say, we would love to help fish you out of the bay, but due to our level two virus, we can't have anybody within six feet of you. So we'll, th- we'll throw you, we'll throw you literally a couple of Kiwis and you can see if you can float on those and we'll be back later. Anyway, there's the America's Cup update. Thanks. And, and also how to write a PR statement. <laughs> So um, I, th- I think we pretty much covered that I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race this week. What were you watching? So um, this week, we, uh, we watched uh, WandaVision on, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Have we, uh, you know, we, we make so many media recommendations. Have you, was that on your list of things that you guys have watched? We have watched it. Okay. <laughs> Was it was it on? I, I don't remember if that was a you recommended that or not. Well, I do now. I I watched episodes one and two because they released them together, and then a week later they released episode three. And I was, man, I don't know. It's just weird, <laughs> right? 
And then Darcy showed up in episode four and things got really, really interesting really quick. So now I'm all on board and probably ought to go back and watch episodes one, two, and three and pay more attention this time. Cause I wasn't really, I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of cute. This one's Dick Van Dyke and the next one's, I don't know, whatever the heck it was. And then the Brady Bunch and okay. I really do like it. Did you guys like? Have you? Are you? Yeah. So, so I was one of my other podcasts was talking about it, and they said, "Look, it's really, really weird." <laughs> yep. And they gave a, they gave a, without any spoilers. They gave a little bit of advice, but I think they miscalculated. What they said was, "You have to get through the end of episode at the end of episode two. It gives you." It gives you a glimpse into what the real story is. So we watched episodes one and two, and I went, eh. it didn't give me anything. Nope. Then you get to episode three, and right at the end of episode three, oh, there's something else going on here. Yeah. There, there is, the, the, literally the end of it is, oh, 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 okay, there is something here. So yeah. he miscalculated. Maybe he undersold it just to get people to watch. So to your point, we, we kept watching. And, and I was going to say, we have to keep watching this because I hear that you will eventually see that what you're watching isn't the thing that you're watching. Right. It just went on a little longer because to be completely honest, at the end of the second episode, we were both like, I don't, I don't understand. What, what are we watching? Like, I don't. What yes. is this? Yes. We did. We got caught up. So episode six is the latest, light, latest one released. Um, we got caught up. We watched four, five, and six last night. <laughs> and actually, um, now I'm like, man, this is this is really, really good. This it's is really good. Really good. Yep. Um, they should probably put a warning on the beginning of it. Of you just got to stick with this. And and I know they say that about a lot of shows, but what I'm telling you is, no, on this one. <laughs> Like this, this one it actually I, is a thing. If it weren't for the thing at the end of episode three, I wouldn't have gotten to episode four. Yeah. Um, but I, I was still really, really skeptical. And, and then I, I again, I'm just going to say, and then Darcy shows up and then it's on. So I'm. Yeah. I, I basically, we were at the same point, which is we watched one and I said, we just have to make it through two. And we got done with two. And, and Lisa says like, well, where was that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you know what? We'll give another one. Fine. We'll, we'll watch three. If this thing doesn't start doing something here and then right at the end and you're like, ah, oh, you got me now. So anyway, I'm very, very happy that we, we started watching that. Um, because to be honest, the, the original trailers was like, I don't, I don't understand. What is this concept art? Is this like an art school thing? Right. Um, anyway, it, it gets, it gets better. It's a, it's now getting to be a very interesting story. So um, that that is where we, uh, yeah. Well, and according to Lucas, this is going to run for 10 episodes, and then they take a week off, and then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts the following week. Yes. And then Loki drops, I believe. After that, okay. So we've got, we've got months of Marvel TV coming at us. Folks. Well, if they're doing it right... What, because you know most people pay by the month. What they what they want to do is they want to have at least one show going 
right? So, so you've at least got something. Like you don't want to stack them at the same time because now you're just wasting your you're wasting <laughs> you're so, wasting subscribers, right? So, so they're all only ten episodes, but you you do one, and then that leads you to the next one, which leads you to the next one, which leads you to yes. the next one. So, yes. Also, I would just say that I believe I'm, I may have this wrong. This <laughs> we record on a Thursday. We release later. Um, let's put it this way. By the time this gets released, the first episode of season two of for all mankind is going to be released on, uh, Apple TV plus on Apple TV on, on Apple TV. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm looking, you know what Amy's doing right now while we're recording. Is she watching it? She's rewatching season one. Cause she's already watched all of it. Um, and I watched after work today and before we came here, like three and maybe three and a half episodes because, oh my God, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Good stuff. Um, I will also say the other, the other thing that we started watching, we took, we mentioned this a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, we were, we, we watched the, uh, we watched the Dr. Who Christmas special. Yeah. So we decided we went back and we started watching the first, we started watching Doctor Who from the first season of the reboot, so okay. we're we're four, or five, six episodes in. The special effects, as Lisa points out, she's like, they have to be trying to make these look this bad, like like that's part of the show, right? It's campy or whatever. But but then you watch you watch WandaVision or you watch For All Mankind, you know, whatever one of these shows again, Mandalorian, and you think the entire budget for special effects not just for an episode or for a season but for the entire series of doctor who wouldn't cover the backgrounds nope. <laughs> in for all mankind <laughs> nope but anyway yes so there we go um science fiction science fiction like superheroes and science fiction which is all really our tv's going to end up being anyway so what did you learn this week We've talked about NASCAR a little bit yeah. in this episode. Yep. And the Daytona 500 was this week. It was. Yes. Do you know? Well, let me back up because we've covered it on this podcast. The name of the Super Bowl trophy is. <laughs> it's the, uh, sorry. You know what the first thing popped in my head was? Larry O'Brien trophy. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> not it. Wrong sport. Wrong sport it's the vince lombardi trophy it's the vince lombardi trophy not the pete roselle trophy (laughs) which i which i apparently renamed it in a previous episode but no it's the uh, vince lombardi trophy right and the nfc championship trophy the winner of the nfc championship i know the afc for sure is the Mm, i don't know the nfc i i can't recall the nfc one it's the george georgia salas trophy oh okay yes I was going to go there. Yeah. Founder of the Chicago Bears. Yes. And the AFC trophy is the Lamar Hunt trophy. Yes. Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Do you know what the name of the trophy for the winner of the Daytona 500 is? It's the Harley Earl trophy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much useless knowledge. It, It is. It is hard. There are not words in English that explain the amount of useless <laughs> knowledge that I have. 
Sorry, did I just steal your thunder? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, that's a source of all truth and worthless knowledge. Todd Prince, according to- Hey, the, how's it going? <laughs> according to the source of all truth and knowledge, the Harley J. Earl trophy, named after General Motors car designer Harley Earl, yep. who was the second commissioner of NASCAR and the designer of the Chevy Corvette. Yep. <laughs> and I, I knew there was a trophy, but- I, I, I'm sure all of these trophies have names and, you know, it's... Yeah. Do you know what the uh, trophy is for the for the Indy 500? I'm sure you're going to tell me. I believe... I was going to look it up, and then I thought that is cheating, so I'm not looking it up. I believe... You can fact check me on this. I believe it's the Borg Warner trophy. <laughs> that, you know, that actually sounds right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. It is the Borg Warner trophy, and that's Borg hyphen Warner. Yeah. Yeah. It is named for and was commissioned by automotive supplier Borg Warner, which isn't near as cool as Harley J. Earl. It's Harley J. Earl. Who I believe um, 10 years ago or so, the GM cast a guy as Harley J. Earl and did a couple of commercials, like with him coming back to explain. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's there's some Harley J. Earl uh, commercials. And when they aired, my thought, uh, my my first thought was, uh, GM, um, that name's probably more important to you than almost anybody watching this commercial. Fifty percent of the people recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so that's what I I, le- I learned that the NASCAR Trophy A has a name, and B what it was. So, not just any old trophy. How about how about you? <laughs> All right. So, um, watching, watching, a watching a YouTube video, I, I learned something that the statement I put in our rundown notes is, do you know who started calling football soccer? I'll give you a hint. Don't blame the U S really. Yeah. So you know how Americans take a lot of stick as it were, Oh, it's not, it's not, it's football. It's not soccer. So I, I guess this is kind of old news. Uh, originally, I guess the, a, a, a scholar produced a paper in 2014. Uh, I'm looking at a Time Magazine article from 2018. But apparently, do you know who invented the term soccer to reference English football? I'm going to go with not Harley J. Earl. You're correct. Congratulations. First thing I've gotten right all night. Um, the English. Really? Yes. <laughs> and not just not just any English. He believes that it started at either Oxford or Cambridge. This story sounds a little ridiculous, but I'm gonna I'm gonna loop in of a little bit of personal history of why it's not as ridiculous as I think as it could sound. So what he basically said was in the eighteen hundreds in England there were multiple games that everybody called football that had a bunch of different rules. And so uh, by the, by 1863, the football association was formed to write some rules down and explain what they are. At the time, football was both soccer as we, uh, as we think about it and rugby were both considered football and so people yeah. would show up, do you want to play a game of football? Yes. And then you show up and you think you're going to be kicking something. And instead they're kicking you, <laughs> right? 
Like there's a difference between kicking a ball and playing rugby. <laughs> Round ball, oval ball. You took yeah. it, right. The level of contact is completely different as well. Like you need to be prepared um, of what, what's going to happen to you. So the, am I using my hands today? No, we're not using it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Which, which version of football? So they decided to come up with, so the football association said the stuff that you play with just with your feet is going to be called association football because it's the rules come from the football association. So it's association football and the rugby football union said, we're going to call ours rugby. <laughs> now, now that still doesn't explain how we get here. So you were, you, you, you were in a fraternity in college. I was in a fraternity in college. At one point when I was in my fraternity at college, and everybody's like, wait, what, what did Todd just say? That doesn't sound right. That he was in a fraternity. Somebody let him in. Really? Can we fact check that? Anyway, that's fine. When I got to college and I wasn't, I was not at one of the quote unquote top level ones. I was in the engineering, <laughs> the engineering fraternity. And even then I was just barely hanging on. But we were informed as freshmen that we had different words for things. Did this, I don't know. Did you, did you guys have any other, to separate yourselves from other people? Did you guys have any, here's the one that stands out in my head. You're looking at me like this is insane and it is insane. And I'm, I am, I am, I am with you because this was insane at the time. And I didn't participate because that's who I am. Um, which you don't get pizza. You know what you get? You get za. Za. Yeah. Hey, you want to go for some za? What the, what? Stop that. Just stop that. Cut it out. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. Well, apparently, in the late 1860s, 1870s, the lads at Oxford and Cambridge liked to come up with things, and they added ER onto the end of words so that they would sound hip. So rugby was referred to as rugger, which is still in use today. In, in places, yes. right? The, yes, yes. Those on the field would be ruggers. Exactly. Yes. Which this guy is saying came from Oxford and Cambridge. The problem becomes, um, it also says they, they started uh, a f- you know foot, footer, sport, sporter. But the problem is, is that it was association football. And you can't put ER on the end of association. <laughs> Hey, do you want to go do some association or so they took the SOC from the middle of association. It was Socher. Socher. And then referred to as soccer. Now, here's the other piece. That term, according to this guy, looking through old newspapers and stuff was widely recognized in England through the first half of the 20th century and actually had an uptick after World War II, he believes, because the number of American soldiers in the country, people kept referring to it as soccer in England. He said it was only by the 1980s that Brits started to turn against the word, and you can see the usage of it decline in popular culture because it um, it was a backlash we're not going to, we're, we're going to separate ourselves. So for all of the stuff about it's football, not soccer, apparently the entire British Isles referred to it uh, at least interchangeably as soccer, not that long ago. Um, and 
once again, I think we can all agree uh, that uh, snobby fraternity guys shouldn't be allowed to name anything and are really hard to live with. Our music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd anywhere you get your pods. Just search Talking and the number two. That's Potter. We would be Potters. Sure. Yeah, we're Potters. Thanks, Cambridge. Search Talking and the number two. No G, no space. We have a page on Facebook. You can like our page on Facebook. So here's the thing. We have we have four more follows than we have likes. So wait, apparently wait, what? We have more people that follow us than like us. I'll 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 follow you, but I but I won't like it. <laughs> You know, now that you say that out loud, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it seems ridiculous until you say what that means. Yeah, you know what? Fine, I'll follow you. You know what? It's good to have family. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I dug into this a little bit more. Two of the people who don't like us yeah. are you and Felderman. <laughs> well, I get Felderman. I mean, that because- makes that makes perfect sense. You've both been invited to like us. Neither of you have. So are are you telling me you don't even like doing this show? <laughs> you can you can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. There is new merch on Zazzle this week, actually. Ooh, look at that. So I did a I did a new word cloud for our 50th episode that um it's a lot of our listeners and contributors, their names on it, and you know some of the more recent highlights, including also CPA and Tuba, and Tuba City. So you know some of the hits, some of the new stuff um, for for episode fifty. Anyway, uh, new. It's not award winning yet, but it could be at some point. <laughs> We'll see if we can talk to the people that hand those out and see if that <laughs> that can make the list. Well, and and I'm I'm also actually working with Lauren Campbell to produce some new merch. So stay tuned there. But she's Lauren has a side hustle that she produces merch. And so I'm working with her on some stuff there. So uh more more to come later. You can tweet at us at talking to Todd. You can always leave us a voicemail at 515, also CPA. That's 515-257-6272. And the website is talkingtotodd.com. Thanks, as always, to our listeners. You can always send us your feedback. Feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? So the Harley J. Earl commercials ran in 2002 and 2003. Um, So I was off by a decade. (laughs) The, The gentleman that played Harley J. Earl is named uh, John Deal, who also played Cruiser in the movie Stripes, Detective Larry Zito in Miami Vice, and G. Gordon Liddy in Oliver Stone's Nixon. And according to him, um, oh, and the ads, uh, Harley J. Earl designed the, what, Corvette? Yeah, these were ads for a Buick. 
So I'm not I'm not sure what they thought they were. Here's a guy. Uh, here's a car. They kind of have something to do with each other. And according to this uh, piece in Automotive News, after the commercials came out, he started to get a lot more recognized as Harley J. Earl than anything else that he had done. And he said, I'm a lot happier doing Harley Earl than Larry Zito. <laughs> so there you go. Buick commercials in the 2000s, better for uh, face recognition than being on Miami Vice. <laughs> oh, on that note, we've been talking to Todd. <laughs> We did watch season six, as recommended by Lisa, of Drew Paul. <laughs> Drew, yes, Drew Paul's Drag Race. We did watch season six of Drew. Damn it! <laughs> I'm, it's water. It's it's water. Yeah, you know the problem is you you don't have this mistakes when you're <laughs> when you've got something from the beverage barn. Which again, right. I know it's not the right thing. But that's what it should be. So I'm just calling it that. So if you get some from the beverage barn, you're fine. Oh, so we third time's a charm. We did, per Lisa's recommendation, watch season six. All right. Um, so uh, we have nominations for Idiot of the Week. I I I I I put well I put two on there. One I kept secret from you. Because, uh, because that's the new thing. Um, that's how, how we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. I was gonna say you you either need to watch more or less RuPaul because this level is kind of fun. But I think <laughs> okay. 